You're listening to The Study Hub on Drive Time, episode 21, Engineering, Design and Communication Graphics and the latest update on Matt's honours paper. And you're all very welcome into the study hub this evening. And this week, the week of clarity, as we've been calling it, we've been waiting for a final confirmation of the layout of the exam papers, the wider choices, the timings and the way it'll all be structured. And just as I was walking into studio, I got a phone call to say that we think we have some white smoke to do maybe with the maths paper. So we're just checking that out for the moment. We will, of course, bring you any details on breaking news in the study hub land by the end of the programme. So bear with us. And of course, we'll do it all um, as we get more details on Thursday's programme as well. But until we find out more about that, we will plough on for the moment and this evening with a busy show, two fantastic subjects for you. And we're also going to be looking forward to your future and potential options for September. But as ever, a few hints and clues. And our first subject, it's all about ambition and thinking big and pushing the physical boundaries and endeavour. And here in this clip, we are reminded of one of Ireland's most ambitious and successful men in this very field, Peter Rice. Peter Rice was a genius structure engineer. But he was more than that. And I think there is no frontier between an engineer and an artistic creator, a poet. I think Peter Rice was like a magician. He had tricks in order that you don't really understand when you see the structure, how it stands, but it stands. People say to me again and again, oh, you've had such wonderful projects. But in a way, you have to make what you can out of the commissions you get. When people come to buy surprise, I have no idea what I'm going to give them either. That from the fantastic 2019 documentary by Marcus Robinson called An Engineer Imagines about the life and work of the engineering genius, as he's called, the Irish structural engineer Peter Rice, who left his work on the Sydney Opera House and the Pompidou Centre, amongst many others, as part of his legacy. And his story illustrates what an important subject this is engineering. And then in our second subject this evening, not unrelated, it's a subject that everyone, from designers to architects to road builders, embrace. People want to look to the future and work with the most cutting-edge technologies to present design and work in a creative and imaginative way. And it's interesting to note how many women have thrived in this area, with many leading female architects, for example, creating fantastic work. But, you know, it wasn't always like this. And here's a little clip to give you a hint for this second subject. I don't think there are many women in this field, are there? No, there aren't very many. The women in architecture were the first women allowed in the engineering building. I thought it was really a woman's profession. And I looked across this whole room and I said, what are all these men doing here? What what do they think they're doing in architecture? We took photographs no one else would dream of taking. Why I work, it's my passion. We're just doing a visual review of the area. You better do that because things don't look good. I am the landscape architect for this place. Yeah, cool. 
she sounds great. Yes, design and communication graphics are next subject. And that was from another fascinating 2019 documentary called City Dreamers, which follows the careers of four powerful women in the world of design. So you can start getting your questions in on those subjects to us now on 51551. And also this evening, a few weeks ago, we spoke to Zoe Fitzgerald about her route to apprenticeship. She was the thousandth female apprentice in Ireland and was really interesting talking to us about the options that becoming an apprentice had given her to help her become an accounting technician. So this evening, we thought it might be useful to dig into this area a little more deeply and find out about more possible PLCs and apprenticeship options. And Andrew Brownlee, the CEO of Solus, the further education training agency, will be joining us and hopefully he might open your mind about potential options and choices that you might not yet have considered. But first this evening we discuss engineering and I'm delighted to welcome Donald Kremen from the Sculptables, Schlieflocher, Rathmore in County Kerry. Donald's also the ASDI representative for engineering, so a very important man. Donald, we're delighted you could join us this evening. Good evening, Evelyn. Thank you for having me on the programme, yes. Listen, we're delighted to have you. Let's talk then about this paper, because of course this paper would have been done in three parts, like some of the others, with the project, practical and theory, but there have been a few changes. Talk me through them at this point. What do we know? Yeah, engineering students previous, in previous years had three aspects, which was 25% for project work, 25% for practical, and 50 for theory. But in this year of 2021, uh, the, the department have changed uh, the, um, the project work mm-hmm. uh, and practical work, and the project work has now worked 50%, and they've done away with the uh, practical element. So it's a critical part of the overall engineering task this year. Uh, this year, students are asked to uh, design um, a modern urban freight vehicle. Uh, and it's critical that students look at the uh, marking scheme which they have been given by the State Exams Commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made up of two parts, uh, a model and a portfolio. Uh, so the model, the portfolio itself, okay, in previous years took 40 marks, but because it's doubled up this year, it's worth 80 marks. Oh, yeah, that's very important, yeah. Yeah, very, very important aspect, yeah. Uh, So it's important that students focus on the portfolio uh, first and foremost over the next few weeks, and I would even say over the Easter period, because they have time over Easter to perfect the portfolio. It works down to about 13% of the total exam, which is, could be the difference between H1 and H2. Sure can. Uh, Etc. So, you know, it's very, very important that and they get, you, it, get it right. And as you say, they can do it now. Like, get that. And we love that in the study hub, the stuff that you can kind of get in the bag, because that part now is worth 50% and the exam paper as such is worth 50%. So I think construction studies last week is in a similar situation. The practical right. day is gone. So the project becomes even more important. OK, so you're saying, look, get on with the portfolio. You're keen for students to get on and present that portfolio well, clearly. Lots of thought gone into it, lots of work gone into it. Yes, well, the department has issued them with the marking criteria for the portfolio and they should look at that. Uh, It's broken down for them into various different sections, uh, such as analysing of the brief. So they're given a brief Mm -hmm. and the brief was the urban vehicle. They need to analyse it. They need to do a number of pages on it, such as maybe four pages to cover it. They need to investigate all the different types of solutions that are out there, especially about three different types of models or three different types of solutions for each item. And then, of course, they need to uh, select one of those and to discuss why they selected that. Okay? 
you know why they actually that's Sorry someone that. ringing no, you're fine going off. that's someone ringing you to tell yeah. you're on the radio I find that always Sorry happens about that, no. yeah Dola you're on live on the radio just yeah, in case that. you didn't yeah. know go um, on you can ring them later know, carry on with us yeah so the criteria of selection is that um, you, you give it a, a page outline basically of the actual why you selected the one you selected okay. so you select one project and you write about that. Your production drawings and plans, critical as well, that you do a good set of working drawings and plans. And therefore, what I would say to students here is, imagine that there's no project in front of you, that somebody else takes those working drawings and plans. Wow, yes. That they make the components, that Mm -hmm. they put it together, and uh, that you bring your project into the room. It should look like a twin. So... (laughs) That's you know, a good visual yeah, kind of description yeah. of it. So, um, then, but of course, the testing and evaluation. Test the model, see that it's working okay. If it's not working, identify why it's not working and state why it's not working. And your evaluation, of course, is critically important, whereby you evaluate the project overall, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work, tell the examiner that is corrected why it doesn't work. So even if something goes wrong, that's fine. Listen, I'm just purely going to move you on because I'm very keen to get us into that exam hall and into that part two, into the theory part of it, the written paper itself. Short questions and long questions here. What's your advice in terms of starting the paper? What should students do when they're in that exam hall? Well, the first thing thing students should do is read the instructions and the question paper thoroughly because they and don't go on past papers because it's okay to look at all the questions that were asked in past papers but the instructions are different are going to be slightly different this year so make sure you read carefully select the best questions to suit yourself Mm -hmm. okay and obviously pick your best question first that you feel is your best question and answer it this gives you confidence and once you've gained confidence okay you're you're generally submit better work Uh, so you start off with your best question and then move on to your next best, etc. And is engineering now, like maths, uh, Donald, do you keep showing the work? Like, do you keep writing and keep just sketching and keep putting all the details in to get that, those points? Well, it, it depends on the questions that you're asked, you sure. know. I mean, you must give back. If you're asked to discuss something, you must discuss it. If you're asked to state something, you must give bullet points and state, you know. So it depends on the, the, the type of question that you select. So no... Um, understand what they're looking for and respond appropriately. And respond appropriately, yeah. Is it a time but, pressure subject? I mean, we know this year there's more choice, so time should be less of an issue, but is it the kind, sounds like the kind of paper that students need to get on with it? Well, you have three hours to do the paper. Uh, you have uh, six questions out of nine to be answered this year. There is no compulsory question this year, which makes it much easier, I think, for wow, students. Wow, yeah, that's huge. Um, and I think, uh, like previously, one of the compulsory questions would be a special topic, which would be, this year is a high hybrid vehicle, which is very popular. So this could be a handy question for students to uh, get completed first if they study the hybrid vehicle and look, it's all around them. It's in the news, it's in the radio, it's yeah, on television. Yeah, I'd love to drive one myself. Drive one, yeah. Finally then, Donald, what is your last parting shot of advice for these students? Look, I would ask students to be cool, calm and collective, to actually be on time for the exam, be in ahead of time, sure. okay, and to actually... Uh, put in the best possible effort they can. But the next few weeks are critical. Yes. Because the 7th of May is the closing date for the project. 
Now, whilst you can do all the practical work in school, you can do a lot of the portfolio outside of school as yeah. well, you know, because you can do, it write it up at home, etc. Okay. You know, so it's very, very critically important that they get those two aspects right first, because if you have 45, 40, 45% collected already before you go into the exam, it takes pressure off. Listen, Donald, you are going to, Donald Cramon there from Skull Fobles, Schlieve, Lucher and Rathmore and Kerry. You're going to stay near us there. If we get a chance, we're hoping to come back to you and throw any last minute questions at you. So, uh, the Gourmet Markets for the moment, Donald, text us Thank in you now. Ever for so Donald, much indeed. Fortro, uh, Thank you so much You can text us in now at 51551. And don't forget, you can find podcasts of all the Drive Time Study Hub episodes. And you get so much more by going to the RTE Learn Senior Cycle page. And you can get even more now just by searching for Drive Time Study Hub Extra Resources. And the Senior Cycle page has direct links to the Study Hub and other items such as Shakespeare and Sunday, LC21 from 2FM, resources for your online well-being, tips for teens to manage stress and our extra resources page has amazing stuff like uh, music teacher Susan McCormick's tutorial and home economics teacher Laura Healy who co-wrote the textbook and tips from our accounting teacher and additional notes on physics and Spanish and amazing notes actually from our wonderful German teacher Helmut Sunderman who was with us last week. He includes notes on everything from reporting a lost dog in German to describing musical festivals in Ireland. It's a very useful German terms for COVID and for lockdown. But next up this evening, design and communication graphics are DCG, as the in-people call it, I've learned this month. It's a subject that has a great history. It has taken the place of technical drawing for the Leaving Cert and the idea is that it provides students with the opportunity for visualising and comprehending information presented verbally or graphically. That sounds very grand. It's also very practical. And when you hear that students get to deconstruct fundamentally important structural parts of our world, for example, road design, who wouldn't find that appealing? After all, road projects are important. They're so important that sometimes they even make the news. Remember this one from the 12th of December 2005? All the cameras are out this day for the road. It's officially the longest stretch of motorway in the country. 74 kilometres of continuous roadway bringing stressed out motorists from Lucan to Mullingar and into the west. The Taoiseach was at hand to open the new M6 today. The only bad news, the presence of a €2.40 toll for cars. A major improvement, badly needed. It'll speed up our time getting home. I think so, it'll be great. I love a round of applause for a stretch of road. Uh, to tell us more about this fascinating subject this evening is David Moran from Baal Secondary School in County Mayo. David, you're very welcome. Uh, we know this week that we're getting that sign off on the shape with the papers, but for the moment we'll carry on with what we know for sure. And there are two components and we start with the practical com- component which is worth a lot of marks. Tell us about the students project, please, David. Yeah, hi Evan, how's things? Um, so yeah, last Friday, um, the 19th, we had our project, the um, uh, the DCG project, it was um, meant to be out on the 15th of, or finished on the 15th of January. But of course, with lockdown, it was extended down uh, to last Friday. Um, higher level students would have done a dash cam and ordinary level students cool would have done that? a power bank. Yeah. dash cam, like for school. I love it. Go on. Yeah. And I suppose it's done with a software that most people mightn't be aware of. Um, uh, it's done with SolidWorks, which is a 3D modeling software that all schools use in the country. And um, included with that then is a folder kind of explaining your, I suppose, your design exploration of how you came about with your design. So that bit's done, gone in. And now yep. we're on to the next folks then is on the exam hall. Now, there's no computers in the exam hall. Sure, there isn't. This is kind no, of, no. you know, real pen and paper stuff. Yeah, so you've basically, we've parked 40% to the side now. We've got and them. We've got the 40% for our dash cam. Go on. Well, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. And um, 
we're now trying to focus on the 60% that's left and that's your board drawn exam that'll be done later in the year. So your board drawn exam then is broken up into three different sections and there's a small slight change in that this year that I suppose students should be aware of. So I suppose your very first section is your short questions and you get four short questions and you answer any three of them and each of them are all worth 20 marks each. Then after that you have your section B and these are your long questions and you have three of them and you answer any two. Now originally this is where the slight change is, um, section C then is also your long questions and you get an option of doing five. Now before you were allowed to, uh, you were meant to pick two but now they've changed that and they've brought it back to one. So th that's the main thing the students have to be aware of is that there's only one question you answer now in section C. And what they've done is they've brought the marks up um, in uh, the section B and section C. So instead of your two questions in section B being 45 each, they're now 60. And your section C question is now 60, that one question you do. And in that C section, there would have been five topics. You can now hone yeah. in on one. I mean, this is very generous for students. They can now immerse themselves in one section. That's the advice. Yeah, so you have five topics that come up in that every year. It's the same ones, Geology, um, geology Geometry, uh, Structural Forms, Surface Geometry, Dynamic Mechanisms and Assemblies. Now, what I'd usually say to students is, look, we can either study two and know them very, very well, mm -hmm. or we can study three in case one comes up that you don't really like. Now, usually students will make the decision, look, we'll, we'll study two and we'll do them very well because sure. I suppose they're looking at themselves, look, we haven't that much time. Strategic stuff, yeah. It's a bit of strategy, I yeah. suppose, yeah. We love but that, yeah. The great thing about this now is that you've only actually to answer one. So you can literally, if you wanted, to hone all in on one question and um, I suppose know it off very well. If you were a small bit uncertain then, you could actually learn, you could learn two and then have another one there kind of, I suppose, to decide if you felt that the first one you learned, you didn't know enough on it when it came up. If you eliminate topics though, is there a worry that you'll be caught out in the shorter questions in section A or do you think there's going to be enough range in section A that you'll be okay? Well, there's, I suppose there's a lot of elements of DCG that come up that um, kind of transfer across the paper. So like the main things are like finding the true length of a line, finding the true shape of a surface, uh, finding the dihedral angle between two planes. These are elements of DCG that yeah. you, you kind of have to know. Yeah, and the thing is, if they don't, pits, yeah. Yeah, and if they don't come up with one thing, they'll actually probably come up with another one. So let's just say um, the dihedral angle would come up a lot in surface geometry. It could also come up in um, planes. Okay. So, it, it, you're, you're, it's not the end of the world if, if you've learned a certain thing and a couple of elements off that question. There could be a chance that it could come up later on in a different part of the paper. And then in terms of timings, I mean, this sounds like a generously timed paper now. It does. Until we get more confirmation, I suppose, the, the paper was originally Any three hours. Any minute now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're just waiting to see whether the fact that they've taken that last question off, yes. are they going to actually take the time off as well? Um, it'd be brilliant if, 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 if it would stay the same, you know, because I suppose with this paper, um, there's a lot of, I'd always say to my students, you shouldn't be leaving early. You know, um, yeah. if, if it's a thing you want to do really well in the subject, you should be using all the time that you have. And again, strategically trying to uh, work out how much time roughly to do on each question um, yourself. So roughly we'll say for section A, you'd be talking, it depends, but maybe about, you know, 10, 12, 15 minutes around mm -hmm. that, depending on how you get on. Mm -hmm. And then um, from section B then, again, maybe 35 minutes, 40 minutes. So um, I would usually start on section A because these are your short questions. They tend to be ones you're maybe... Uh, 
maybe a small bit easier. Yeah. And it just kind of builds the confidence, I suppose. Steadies um, the nerve is what we're saying around here. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, so early in the exam, you're, you're walking and you're obviously, you're obviously anxious. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's dead easy a small bit. And to try and get, when you get them done, if you have a small bit of time left over, that's time that you can then put into longer questions again later on. Um, and I suppose another bit of advice that I'd say to students is um, whatever time that you go in with. So let's just say for a long question, you say, I'm going to give 38 minutes to my long question. Yeah. Um, when you hit that 38 minutes, if it's a thing that you're really dwelling on a certain part of the question, I wouldn't dwell for very long. I'd be actually moving on to the next part because in general, um, most of the long questions, they're broke up into kind of three yes. parts. And you and need generally... to keep gathering up the marks rather than focusing yeah. on a perfect first one. You know, this exactly. is, it's the same thing for so many subjects, isn't it? They have to be smart in that exam hall. And a bit like myself fighting the clock here, David, I'm going to let you go for the moment. Thank you so much, huh? David Marn from Ball Secondary School in Mayo. Thank you so much for that this evening. And uh, now we are going to talk to Andrew Brownlee, who is CEO of Solace, the Further Education and Training Authority, because sort of in light of that, Andrew, you're very welcome to the programme. You know, we spoke Good to... Evening. You know, we spoke to Zoe that you're a wonderful accounting technician apprentice here on the show a few weeks ago and you got us all excited about the opportunities really available here. You know, when we talk about third level courses, we do think about universities and colleges, but you have so many options. You might tell us a little bit about what students should consider and what you can offer. Yeah, absolutely, Evelyn. I just think there's so many exciting um, opportunities available, as, as Zoe would have um, would have articulated a couple of weeks ago. I mean, for for starters, we have um, thirty thousand post leaving certificate courses wow. out there. They're kind of level five, level six, one year courses. So if you're not sure exactly what you want to do, uh-huh. it's the perfect way to get the college experience for one year without the kind of four year commitment. And those courses are available in things areas like fashion design, you know, multimedia, TV and radio, animal grooming, childcare, horticulture tourism so a whole range of things to think about there that can either take you directly into an exciting career or give you a platform maybe to then go into higher education um, as well. Now the PLC courses the post leaving cert courses I mean they cover such a wide range don't they and there's traineeship traineeship options as well tell us a little bit about how all that works. Yeah, exactly. So so your PLC is it works on your kind of standard academic year, but then we also have these exciting kind of traineeship programs and they work in partnership with employers where thirty percent of your course is actually done on the job. And you know, that's in areas like software development, you know, beauty therapist, um, um outdoor outdoor education, you know, you want to be a tour guide and there are those opportunities with ETBs all around the country. And then of course there's apprenticeship which people maybe have, have, have more familiar um, are more familiar with and there are so many opportunities in apprenticeship as well and what I would really stress is you know craft apprenticeships in areas like construction and electrical and motor vehicles are really worth thinking about you know mm-hmm. the employment outcomes are really strong you, you'll earn really good money if you do it if you're thinking about starting your own business it's a perfect career option for you and it also lets you know go and work abroad as a, as a as a skilled worker as well and they're all there and they're all established but we also have 59 really exciting new apprenticeship opportunities for people to think about as well that's in areas like financial services recruitment auctioneering engineering, hospitality, insurance. So really the world is your oyster, you know, out there if you, if you want to think beyond HE. 
Right. And what's so interesting, though, is um, we heard Minister Simon Harris talk the other day about the potential for all this. And he seems to be very enthusiastic about the kind of role that your area can feed into post-leaving search education and options for students. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think, you know, it's, it's a very kind of undervalued um, area of um, of development. You know, I mean, two thirds of school leavers go directly into higher education at, at the moment, you know, and I think there has to be a more balanced um, approach there with, with apprenticeships and uh, with further education and training. I mean, you just look at the incredible role models that have come through in the past. Harry McCann, tech entrepreneur, Lottie Ryan, national broadcaster, Al Higgins, one of our top commercial photographers, you know, FET has the ability to kind of take you on a pathway to take you as far as you, you want to go. And I really think it is worth worth considering as a as an option as you, you plan your next steps. And Andrew, also, we know that so many people go into college and maybe don't choose the right course and have that first year of going, oh God, where am I in the middle of all this? You offer opportunities for people to actually take a moment and to breathe and to see and learn and find out a little bit more about where, you know, what they might actually want to pursue long term. Yeah, absolutely, Evelyn. And look, it's not an either or. We're not saying you do FET or you do an apprenticeship instead of higher education. In many cases, it can be a stepping stone into higher ed. You know, we, we have, you know, pre-university courses in nursing and science and in arts. And we also know for a fact now, we have the evidence that if you do a PLC course first before you go into higher education, then you have a better chance of finishing that degree than if you go straight in on like 300, 350 points. So um, like we can actually prove that, that FET works now and, and <laughs> I, that's a really good option. We love that. Listen, Andrew, our time is pushed this evening, but thank you so much for sharing all those exciting ideas and options for us. And hopefully we'll you know let people think about them a little bit and consider things that maybe they hadn't come across before. Thank you so much, Andrew Brownlee, the CEO of uh, Solace. We really appreciate your time this evening. Now, as I said, walking into studio, we just got the call to say that um, uh, we've a little bit of white smoke around the final clarity on the shape of some of the papers for the Leaving Cert. This is breaking news in Study Hub land. We're very excited to be joined on the line by Joe McCormack, who did Leaving Cert Honours Maths for us a few weeks ago on the programme. Joe, good evening to you. Hi, Evelyn. How are you? So, we have finally got sign off on what students can expect in the exam hall for Leaving Cert Honours Maths. Just quickly, I know it's a big document, but what are the main changes at all, as far as you can tell? Can you give us any hints at all? So, the 63 pages there, Evelyn. <laughs> Get um, on with it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> page 47 is maths, so we focus right in on that. Yeah. Um, in relation to maths, I suppose the big change is uh, in Section 8, there's 120 marks going now, and yet the students have to do four questions out of six. Which, so 30 marks each per question there. Section B, then, we have uh, 100 marks going, and the students have to do two questions out of four, and they're worth 50 marks each. So basically, the long and the short of it is they've, they've, they have an extra question choice now. So they can leave out two questions in Section A, and they can leave out two questions in Section B. What is your advice to students now, then, as they grapple with this this evening? Well, Evelyn, they're going to feel a lot better going to bed tonight with this, this, this choice. But to be honest with you, they need to keep working on the whole course, keep doing all their topics. It's only really on the day that they're going to have, get the benefit of this big choice. So keep, keep working on their past exam questions against the clock and keep working on the, the words that appear on the paper. Be familiar with them. OK, so lots of choice. A very generous kind of sounding paper there, Joe, from what you're saying. 
Yeah, definitely a better choice and we're going to feel better tonight as a result, yeah. Yeah, listen, we all like that and it's odd and leaving their programme, it's nice to be able to give people reassuring news. Joe, I'm so grateful that you joined us with that last minute kind of update there. You can go back now and finish the rest of it and we might catch up with you again. But thank you so much, Joe McCormick there for giving us the latest on and we, as I said, on Thursday night we'll bring you more of this, um, any of the changes to the other papers. But that's our lot for this evening. We'll be back on Thursday, as I said, when we'll hope to bring you some more of that. We've all our teachers on standby, so do keep an ear out for that. We'll also be discussing the Irish Orals again, so well worth a listen to that. But for the moment, we will leave it there. And we'll talk to you in drive time on Thursday from 6.30pm. And of course, you're always welcome to email us at studyhub.rt.ie.